We are two friends trying to gain perspective on the remarkable world around us. I'm Jet Jones. I'm Mackenzie DeMaio. And this is Friends Fascinated. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to review and subscribe. This episode, we are going to deep dive into dreams. This week's fascinating fact is sent in by Jessica, who emailed us. So thank you, Jessica, for sending us a fascinating fact. And her fact is that the entire world's population could fit inside L.A. I hate it. It sounds (laughs) terrifying. The world's total population is more than 7.5 billion people. Whoa. And obviously that number is huge. Mm -hmm. However, it... I could wrap my head around it when I read, like, okay, if everyone stood shoulder to shoulder... Then they could all fit within the 500 square miles of Los Angeles, according to National Geographic. Why does my brain say, what does that smell like? Ooh, don't (laughs) put that in my mind. So, I mean, you know how you like drive by a um, like pig farm or a cow farm and it has an odor? Well, okay, they like they would fit. It's not like they would live there. (laughs) I know, I know. But I'm just saying, that's a lot of breath. <laughs> well, it's crazy because to think of like how huge the world is and how spread out everyone is mm-hmm. and then think like all of the people could fit in a like decently small. But also if you think of 500 miles, that's insanely huge. Yeah. It's big, but so, small in a lot shoulder, of ways. Shoulder to shoulder. Makes me thankful fit. that the earth is so big so yep. I don't have to see all billion whatever people <laughs> all the time. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. So thank you, Jessica, for sending us in that fact. Every week, we will pick a fascinating fact to be read at the beginning of each episode. All you need to do to participate is email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com, or you can message us on Instagram. If we pick your fact, we will read it on our next episode and give you a shout out, and we'll also mail you a sticker for participating. So send in your facts. Yes, thanks for submitting. And that brings me to think of all of the crazy things that all those 7.5 billion people are sleeping and dreaming Mm -hmm. and doing in their lives and since today's episode is about dreams you got to think about everyone has different patterns different dreams different ways that they sleep it's pretty crazy it's true well and you think about the fact that there's people all over the world and like it's like a constant rotating wheel of people asleep yeah oh so true because different time zones like people in australia are like waking up for their morning coffee right now and we're recording i have something that that reminded me of one time there was a post on the internet that basically said like okay so guys wake up in the morning hard Mm -hmm. and the world is constantly turning and going around and it's like a boner wave going around the world oh my god And I think about that. <laughs> that is such a fun thing. That is such a fun thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Hmm. So I think about that sometimes. Uh, I will have a better quality life knowing that. <laughs> See, you should be a Tumblr user. <laughs> because these are the types of... This is the value it adds. Sounds <laughs> cute. Um, I'm glad you think so. Wee, wee. <laughs> not a carnival ride (laughs) per se well it is now (laughs) but i would say a more pleasant uh example is like the wave of coffee being poured around the world or something uh yeah that's a lot nicer a A giant brown wave of 
<laughs> luscious caffeine pouring around the world as yes. we speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Much better. Much better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's interesting thinking about sleep because I don't know. I struggle with the fact that like we literally sleep a third of our lives if you sleep the right amount of sleep like hours per day yeah and there's so much i could do with that amount of time like mm-hmm. i wish we didn't have to sleep as much as we did so could i you imagine how much guilt that? you would have like with your, like then would you have to work like 80 hours each week because you had more time to give to your job better not to have a work-life balance <laughs> yeah that'd be because you literally spend a third of your life at work well weekdays i guess like probably a third like yeah. overall really mm-hmm. um and then a third sleeping and then the other third is spent like depending on what you do like for some people a lot of that's commuting or yeah. like cooking dinner or taking Cleaning care of up. children yep. and yeah so now that we've established how mundane how, how and sad life is. is but also i love <laughs> sleep i love yeah. it so much i'm not a morning person so like i have a hard time getting up and getting out of bed and i just love sleep see i do too but the immense guilt of not doing enough makes me pop right out of bed because i feel like a nasty see nasty hoe if I've i don't get out that. of bed i like i sometimes struggle with that i tend to think like i deserve this because it's only on the weekends that yeah. i'm like sleeping in yeah so i, I tend to that. think like no i deserve an extra couple hours although my justification i guess behind that is uh especially in the winter we only have what two hours of sunlight yeah <laughs> not true. really but you know i feel like if i sleep it's like it away seven or eight yeah. It's it's not much Something at the awful. worst point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I actually one thing I did look up because of course I, I know we're gonna get to dreams, but sleep of course is a very important yeah. part of you dreaming. You must start by sleeping yeah. to dream. Step one. And so, um I feel like most people are aware that like babies are supposed to sleep a ton and then it slowly yeah. like tapers down as you get older. So I actually pulled up what those numbers are mm. um, according to the sleepfoundation.org. And so newborns are supposed to sleep 14 to 17 hours a day. That's life. I yeah. mean, that's like almost like the amount that sloths sleep. Yeah. It's a ton. <laughs> And so, but it's also not all at once. Like, it's naps and Mm -hmm. things. Um, But then infants are supposed to sleep 12 to 15 hours. Toddlers are 11 to 14 hours. Preschool is 10 to 13. School age, so they said 6 to 13 years old, is 9 to 11 hours. Hmm. Which is kind of more than I thought at that age. At least you don't have to pay for a babysitter that long. (laughs) That's true. And then teenagers, so 14 to 17, it said 8 to 10 hours. And then basically the rest of your life, like seven to nine is good like once you're 65 or older it says seven to eight but like the majority of your life you should get seven to nine hours of sleep and i'll just which say is the right amount in my mind every person i have met over the age of mm, 65 they're like i don't sleep <laughs> i know like, a ton of like senior citizens that sleep like three four yeah. or five hours like no more than six like yeah. there's a couple out there that sleep a lot but mm-hmm. they always say like they just can't yeah they're like i go to bed at like 11 and i'm up and at them at 4 a.m and i just gotta go to mcdonald's for my black coffee <laughs> i'm like all right you do you yeah so i don't know i mean i have a hard time imagining a point where i can't sleep in because i mean obviously it was way worse when like you're in high school and you're exhausted and you're staying up doing homework mm-hmm. and all that because i could easily on the weekend sleep till noon no problem especially like in the summer it got bad in college for me is when that hit i'm like well there's no rules i don't live at home Mm -hmm. anymore i I mean college for me too yeah and even post-college occasionally (laughs) i'll sleep till 
11 or so. Not often. Usually I get up at like 9 or 10 on the weekends. See, I can't But get most away adults with it. cannot. Yeah. I Well, yeah, because neither one of us have kids. So most yeah. of the time they have kids jumping on the bed saying, Mommy, it's Saturday. Is it time for pancakes? Yeah, like, like my nephew's fine. 10 and he like pops out of bed at 5 a.m. like Ew. every day. Like, go and watch I, cartoons for six hours. Yes. Thankfully, he's me. old enough that he can like entertain himself. But I, ugh, that just sounds so sad to me yeah. to have yeah. to get up that early mm-hmm. every day and you can't not yeah that's Ugh. crazy so yeah um but looking at sleep like it was interesting to read the description of what sleep is because it's very like it's a very gray area as far as the description it's kind of like well your mind kind of calms down and you i never like, aren't even thought stimulated of that and yeah. you're not like you can't react that well but you can react to like loud noises and more extreme things but there isn't like a clear Definition. This is the first time I've thought about really? what sleeping is. Yeah, it's weird. And I don't like it. And you think of like the in-between when you're kind of drifting off and like falling asleep, especially in the morning, like you hit snooze and then you fall back asleep, like that weird time. Mm-hmm. I Like it's not like flip of a switch, you're asleep. Like some people I think it is, but it's not usually like that. And like for me, I have a hard time falling asleep sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like it's like sometimes I lay in bed and I'm like, am I sleeping? No, no I'm not. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so like the main thing is your brain uses a lot less energy when you're sleeping. It's just not quite as active. Mm-hmm. Um, and so especially during non-REM sleep. And so I'll, I'll get into a little bit more about what that is. But uh, in areas with reduced activity, the brain restores its supply of adenosine triphosphate, the molecule used for short-term storage and transport of energy. So, like, for example, like, that reminds me of, in school, specifically college, like, you shouldn't pull an all-nighter right before a test because your brain needs to, like, basically process that information. Mm -hmm. If you don't study hardly at all, and then the (laughs) night before you stay up all night long and you don't sleep a wink before the test, like, it's not going to work. It reminds me of that episode of Spongebob where he has all the memories that are filing cabinets (gasps) inside of his head. Shred everything! Yeah, so if you don't get enough sleep, your little internal filing cabinet accountant guy can't get the files in the right spot. Mm. You need some time to recoup. And it's like brain. he doesn't come in to do the filing until you're asleep or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're wondering, <laughs> watch SpongeBob. You'll learn everything you need to. <laughs> and one thing that I thought was interesting um, was that, and it makes sense, but I'd never thought about this. But did you know that you can actually, if you are sleeping more than the recommended amount, it can negatively impact your health? Mm, I guess. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, I could see that because, like, you're not being maybe active enough. But you don't sleep, like, you don't think of sleep ever in any way being bad for you. Yeah. At least I didn't. I get, I could because I know how I feel if I sleep too long. Like, I know it doesn't feel right. Yeah, that sort of thing. We also have the magical, magical treatment of coffee. That's true. Oh, that gets <laughs> and little kids don't get that. So they need their 14 hours. But us, we're like, I'll take I a have this crisp 6.5 hours tonight. But I'll substitute about two of those hours with a hot cup of joe in the morning and I'll be okay. Very true. But yeah, one thing it just said that like if you're sleeping more than like nine or ten hours, it could potentially indicate health concerns. And so that could be things like heart conditions or like even signs of oncoming obesity and just like various things. And like you said, like that has to do with being less active and it can affect your metabolism and things. So like There's I mean, a sweet it's just spot. not something you should do regularly. Yeah. Like 
one Sunday you sleep 10 hours, you're fine. But, I mean, not every day. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, is that – so in a psychology class that I took in college, and this was a while ago, so I'm for sure paraphrasing, but we learned about a study where basically they did an experiment where they had – they for sure did it on one person. They might have done it with a few where they had someone who basically agreed to live underground for like I, so at least creepy. a year, a long time. <gasps> and the idea was He came that, out as a mole. <laughs> well, the, the reason was because they were trying to study what your body needs as far as like a sleep sun. cycle. Oh, and so oh. without the influence <gasps> of the sun or seasons mm. or anything like that, they basically built this like he little... turned into a worm. <laughs> oh my God. They basically built like a little living space for this guy. And he had like exercise equipment and obviously a bed and like he was cooking and like taking care of himself and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the idea was you're supposed to wake up when you wake up. Like, Did he get a like... clock? Or no. no? No, it's must be I hate blind it. to see I hate it. if you have no outside influences, how long your days would be. Because if you think about it, the 24-hour like day and the cycle that we have is all set by the rotation of the earth. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that that's set for our bodies? Yeah. And so after doing this study for however long and like basically, I think they had some guidelines like he was supposed to eat like certain amount of like certain types of nutrition yeah. in your meals and exercise a certain amount. The but, control substances, yes. Yeah, but as far as like the sleep part and like the pattern and the rhythm of like how long your days are, they actually found that like the amount of hours in a day that your body naturally should have to process everything is almost 25 hours. So there's like an extra like 45 minutes to an hour that we're basically cramming into our 24-hour day. <laughs> And so that could be affected by the sleep we get. That almost means that we're, like, jump-starting every day by, like, a, like 30 minutes or whatever. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it's it in weird. every way. It's creepy. It sounds like purgatory. Sounds like someone's threatening my existence. Well, <laughs> I don't like it. And it makes like me it. think of, like, places like Alaska or something mm-hmm. where cer- certain times of year it's either all dark or all light. And, well, like, yeah, how we, that changes things. But also, yeah. like... Time is a construct, and we made it mm-hmm. for good reasons. I had no idea. So we moved up into North Idaho and mm-hmm. Washington now, I guess. But um, we're from Southern Idaho at first, and the time difference for North and South mm-hmm. Idaho is by an hour. And I had no idea how much that one hour time change <laughs> yeah. could affect my life. And yeah. I, it was almost so subtle. We honestly I didn't realize should be mountain it. time. Yeah, we should be. It doesn't make sense. And so just to give you perspective, when winter rolls around, it's like what the winter solstice or whatever, mm-hmm. our days go from like, it gets light outside at 8am. And then it is like pitch black stars mm-hmm. in the sky at like 4pm, maybe 430. Yeah. It's probably, yeah, because I would say the sun is usually just rising when I'm going to work at, like, 7.30, 7.45, probably. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, if I leave at 5, it's pitch black. Yeah, yeah. Like, your entire day is spent at work. And it makes you feel like you're, like, in the end of times and that <laughs> you are, like... It's like, I don't have a life. Yes. I, I get to work at, mode. at 
night, like, in the dark, and you leave in the dark, and you don't have a life. Yep, pretty much. It makes you feel like you have to, like, go hibernate or something. Well, and it's definitely a thing where, like, people in this part of the country struggle with having enough vitamin D because they don't have... The sunlight. The sunlight the same way, and I'm sure there's problems where people aren't as active in like some of the more northern parts of the country because why would you go outside yeah when it's snowing and dark exactly yeah so scary yeah and like our seasons are so drastically different from summer to winter that like i don't know i i'm surprised our bodies bounce back as fast as they do yeah like they're very resilient because i don't know why it doesn't get confused and say like stop messing with me for real for real but yeah as far as so like getting like moving on from like the sleep itself and kind of into what dreams are so basically dreams so once you're asleep it's the succession of images ideas and emotions and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during the stages of sleep and mainly it's in REM sleep. Yeah. And so REM sleep is rapid eye movement. Hmm. And so if you've ever watched someone sleep, like I've had this happen with my husband where you can actually see their eyes moving. <laughs> like if you weird. have someone close their eyes and you watch them like look, look back side and to forth, side, yeah. you can see it really easily. And so that happens during rapid eye movement. And it's just part of the way your brain is processing things and it's stimulating that part of your brain. And so the sleep cycle alternates from non-REM sleep to REM sleep it takes an average of about 45 or excuse me 90 minutes um, to go back and forth Mm -hmm. and so you basically REM sleep occurs like four to six times in a good night's sleep for the average adult weird yeah I guess I didn't realize it was cycles like that yep yeah it's basically a cycle and so I don't know if you know this but there is like that's why they say that the perfect amount of time to take a nap is 20 minutes because if you did you not know that I feel like I say that all the time. (laughs) It's like I think I've heard different theories, but I feel like I would guess if I knew humans well enough or myself well enough, I feel like it's different for everybody. So maybe, maybe on average, I could see that could be that. Well, and I guess to explain, so the reason for that is because if you sleep any longer than 20 minutes you're going into those deeper cycles and that's going to mess with your sleep the following sleep cycle so it's going to throw off your sleep patterns which like sure it might be nice in that moment or for like getting through the day to take like an hour long nap but it's probably going to disrupt your sleep yeah which that's why I don't is nap. worse in the long run. So yeah, that 20 minute power nap is enough to like give you that extra rest, kind of boost your mind without actually sinking into that deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Weird. And then looking at dreams. So they like this is just shocking for me to think about because it feels like a saga in your mind <laughs> all night long where mm. you're just going from like deep plots to more deep plots and like it's crazy. But The average dream lasts anywhere from a few seconds to maybe 20 to 30 minutes. It makes complete sense, but it also makes me confused because it does not feel that way. Well, yeah, because your brain can process so much information so quickly that it's like going through like eight hour movie length stories in 20 minutes (laughs) because the brain is just so powerful and it can do that. And so um, obviously you're not going to like you can't remember all your dreams i don't see a possible way and i'm someone who doesn't remember that many of my dreams and so it's actually it's hard to remember that many of just your memories that's true (laughs) true. let alone your dreams 
But they do say that you're more likely to remember your dreams if you are woken up during REM sleep, which if I remember correctly from what I learned many years ago, you shouldn't wake up during REM sleep unless I'm backwards. If you're actually curious, look it up, but you can't really control that anyway. So yeah. But yeah, otherwise you're most likely to just forget your dreams and there's a good chance you might remember like bits and pieces when you wake up and then those will go away. So well, I feel like and everyone can probably relate to those times where you are in such a deep sleep and it's either your alarm or like a different schedule Mm -hmm. where you wake up a lot earlier at a different time to where you realize that you are kind of waking in and out of Mm -hmm. REM sleep because it's so, so deep that you are having those dreams. Well, and for me, I know for sure I am most likely, like in my mind, I'm most likely to dream, but it's probably just that I'm remembering the dreams is if I hit snooze. Yep. And go back to sleep for a while and then wake up again. Mm-hmm. It's whatever happens between that amount of time. And sometimes that's just like the nine minute set for iPhones. Like yeah. that nine minute snooze, I have like a whole like TV episode of stuff that happens in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and sometimes it takes me a while to get out of the funk of like, wait, that wasn't real. Because it feels so real mm-hmm. and it like messes with your head and your emotions. <laughs> yes. Because like... And I've, like, heard of people having, actually, I feel like I've had dreams where, like, your spouse cheats on you or your house burns down or, like, really, like, things that kind of stick with you. (laughs) And it's hard to, like, separate and be like, wait, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because it feels so real. Oh, brains. Yeah. But, like, some fun facts about dreams. Um. There are a small amount of people that dream in only black and white, which I've never had a black and white dream. Me either. So I can't imagine, but they actually did studies on this and, or at least asked a lot of people about this. Mm -hmm. And it's more common for people who either grew up with black and white TVs or like it's, from what I recall, they actually said that black and white dreams were more common back when that's all we had. Hmm. But now people are more likely to dream in color makes sense so yep and then uh sleep deprivation um they did a bunch of experiments and basically um and i I should specify they did experiments on like rats and animals Mm. um but sleep deprivation actually can result in deterioration of physiological functions and actual brain tissue damage oh so be careful yeah (laughs) which i've actually also heard i'm like spouting off random facts that i don't have sources for but they i've actually heard that you can you would die faster from not sleeping than you would have not eating because if i think you can go like a week or something without food yeah you cannot physically live that long without sleeping really you will die wow i'll look it up please do Sounds like something MK Ultra would do. Keep someone awake for two weeks. Yeah, and then oops, they died. <laughs> like, ugh. Okay, so the date is a little tricky, and I don't know. Like, this was minimal research. Mm-hmm. So it says the longest recorded time without sleep is about 264 hours, so about 11 days. Oh, I thought you were about to say 200 days. I'm like, no. Uh, did they shrivel up into a raisin and die? Like, how does that work? But, like, that has such a drastic effect because, like, you start hallucinating and, like, yeah. I don't understand how your body would just Ooh, force so you to weird. sleep. That's so like, weird. Like, a reboot. I don't know. <laughs> so, 
yeah and that can be really bad for you and then without food it's kind of tricky because there's different like information about well have you had water and have you Mm -hmm. had juice and Mm -hmm. like different things so it seems like it can vary anywhere from like eight to 20 days Hmm. without food or water depending on like it depends on if you're in the desert or the rainforest like all these things crazy so yeah i don't like it yeah stop giving me these scenarios (laughs) teach Uh, me more about dreams um so another thing um so i think most people are aware of lucid dreaming Mm -hmm. so the conscious perception of one state while dreaming so basically you're in your dream and you know you're in a dream and so i've never had this but my understanding is you can like manipulate the dream and like mess with it because you know you're dreaming i like treat it like a story you're like vr yes i think i've done that but it was like you said between snoozes so i've Mm -hmm. been like that was a really good dream. I'm going to think about it constantly until I fall asleep again so I can Actually, I have keep had going that. where I left off. And I've, I've had, had that, that happen. But I don't think I knew when I went back into my dream that I was dreaming. I just was able to fall back into it. That's true. I guess – but for me, I, I was able to change the course of my dream mm. by waking up and consciously thinking about it enough. And I don't think I've To, like, that. have my dream where I, like, marry the heartthrob or whatever <laughs> happens, you know. Like, or, wake up, wait, I don't like it like this. Yes. Change. <laughs> really? See, yeah, I haven't had that specifically. And then um, it says you can actually, like, practice this and get better mm-hmm. at, like, Makes lucid sense. dreaming, which is crazy. I wouldn't mess with my brain like that. No thanks. I mean, it's like exercising a muscle, though. Like, I don't yeah. think it's bad. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy, I feel like though. like it's playing with other dimensions. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all kinds of different things like that. Like, um, I know we've talked about, like, sleep paralysis before. Mm-hmm. And, of course, insomnia is, like, a big thing. So there's a lot of different aspects to this. And, like, even night terrors and, like, nightmares and just, like... There's so many different aspects yeah, to this. Yeah, I have a little bit of information on paralysis and Ooh. night terrors. So basically, and me and Mackenzie talked about this a little bit before we were recording, but um, I've had sleep paralysis, or at least I think I have, and she has not. No. Um, basically what it is is called parasomnia hmm. or an undesired event associated with sleep. And it usually happens right after falling asleep or right when you wake up in the morning or like kind of an unexpected time when you wake up and episodes are often accompanied by crazy experiences where you are visually trying to like wake yourself up and move but you can't um so it's like some of your senses are working and others aren't so you can maybe hear or see and feel but not be able to move or like a couple of those things kind of intermittently switched out Mm -hmm. um And sometimes it's associated with things like feeling like there's an intruder coming in and there are doorknobs trying to open in your house and you can't move because... That's scary. It's your body's like fight or flight response Mm -hmm. to the fact that you can't move when you wake up type of thing. And then there's also this one called incubus, which is the feeling of pressure on the chest, difficulty breathing, or the sense of being smothered, strangled, or possibly even sexually assaulted by a being or like just like a presence and that was the one that i felt like i had that's like my worst nightmare (laughs) which it just for me it just felt heavy like like a weighted blanket kind of like someone put Hmm. two of those on top of you and you're just like wow this is really heavy 
I'm not sure if it's scary or like for me, yeah. it wasn't necessarily scary, but it was definitely an uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. kind of ringing in my ears noise and like Oof. the awareness that I like wasn't really able to move and kind of like this confusion thing. That um, sounds really scary. Yeah, I think for a lot of people it is. Um, and then the other one is called vestibular motor, and that's when you have a sense of spinning or falling or floating or flying. Um, or maybe even having, like, an outer body experience. So, that's kind of spooky. And is that specific to dreaming or just feelings, like, when you're asleep or falling asleep? Do you know? Well, the difference is it's parasomnia, which means you're mm. awake. Okay. Because I've had, like, laying in bed and, like, the one thing that I always think of is when you're a little kid and you jump on a trampoline all day with your friends (laughs) and then you lay in bed at night and you feel like you're jumping up and down yeah Yeah. no it's not like that okay yeah i think that's probably more to do with your like inner tubes of your ear like and your balance probably probably but in this case it's like this feeling that you're aware but you can't change what's happening so it could be something you're you're like you're having a vision or like seeing but you're not dreaming it's like Mm. there's a dream happening to you that you can't change or like you can't move or you can't take action upon something that's happening okay so and i think honestly from what i've seen on the internet in the past few years it seems like um talking about sleep paralysis is kind of a trend right now. Oh, really? So I don't know if it's more like one of those things where someone was like, oh, yeah, this happens to me where it's really creepy and I can't move and I don't know why. And then people are like, oh, my God, that's happened to me. Oh, my God, that's happened to me. Or if it's more of a, oh, that could be me and people being confused and not really knowing what it is and a lot of people think that they've had it. And I think sometimes, like, you, like, don't really realize until someone else kind of reminds you about something like that or they put the words like they say it in such a way that you're like wait that's exactly what happens to me and I didn't either didn't think about it that much or didn't realize that was happening to other people so I think the internet definitely spreads that kind of information yeah so anyway pretty spooky like I said I think I've experienced it just that one time I don't remember that ever happening to me again um, but I know for some people, it's, like, a kind of pretty common experience, which, um, ew, that sounds awful. Yeah. <sighs> but the other thing I have information on is you talked about sleep terrors or night terrors or extreme, extreme, extreme nightmares. Basically, sleep terrors are different than nightmares by um, the dreamer of a nightmare wakes up from a dream and it may remember the details, but a person who has a sleep terror episode remains asleep. Um, children usually don't remember anything about their sleep terrors in the morning, but adults may recall a dream fragment that they had during their sleep terror. Hmm. Sleep terrors generally occur in the first third or first half of the night, but rarely during naps. Um, and they sometimes can lead to sleepwalking, which that is really spooky. So I've never experienced, I don't think I've ever slept sleepwalked sleepwalked. i don't think i have (laughs) um and i don't think i've ever been around anyone that has at least not that i remember yeah so i don't know if i've known a sleepwalker but my mom has night terrors i don't she hasn't been to like a doctor hasn't impeded on her life enough to like Mm -hmm. make it make her like identify if it's a night terror or not 
But I <laughs> will just go on a tangent here and tell the story of the first time I knew my mom was having night terrors. <laughs> uh, one time, this was sometime after my parents got a divorce. And so me and my mom and so my sister had gone to college. And so me and my mom decided it's time for us to take just a me and you trip. Let's do something for fun. Just because dad doesn't live here and Kaya's out at college doesn't mean we can't go do what we want. And so we decided to go to the Oregon coast and have a camp trip. And our first night there, and we do like, we're not RV camping people. We're like pitch a tent, Mm -hmm. back in the elements type camping. Well, our first night out there, it was pretty nice. Except for the fact that there was like crows and like owls in the background that were already spooky. nature sounds when you're in a tent that you're like, huh, which one's a bear? Exactly. And my kid self was kind of like this is kind of creepy but also kind of exciting and I think I was up a lot longer than my mom probably like texting a boyfriend or whatever (laughs) and she fell asleep and then no actually remembering back this happened after I had been asleep too but she woke me up because all I hear is screaming but imagine screaming with your mouth closed because that's what she was doing and she kept screaming with her mouth closed and when you are someone as we talked about when you wake up out of REM sleep to a loud noise it can take you a second to be oh, like yeah. <laughs> what's terrifying. going it's on like, oh who's strangling my mother next exactly to me? exactly so it was just us two and the person i'm spending the night with in this tent <laughs> is screaming in her sleep um so i had to like shake her awake and be like are you okay <laughs> like are you choking on your tongue? And this might be, exactly, uh, this might be a projection of this memory. I don't really remember, but I want to say that we had tent camping neighbors, like in the neighboring oh, no. campsite, who came to check on us or maybe even asked us in the morning, like, is everything okay? We thought we heard something last night or something. We thought you were murdering yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, I think, maybe. Ugh. Again, it's been like 10 years or something. Jeez, that's so scary. Yeah. So night terrors are creepy and my mom still has them because there's been other times. And I think, well, I don't, I didn't ever really share a room with my mom. So I'm never certain if maybe that happened her whole life, but it seems to always happen or I always hear about it when we travel together because we Mm -hmm. like share a hotel room or a tent or whatever. And then I'm sleeping in close quarters with my mom and then I hear her sleep screaming, (laughs) which is like one of the most terrifying noise you can hear your own mother do. But she'll wake up and be like, oh, I guess I was just having a bad dream. So she doesn't remember, like, no. dreaming about it? She she does, actually. Oh, okay. Like, like they said, kind of just, like, snippets. But it was always, like, there's a bad guy in the house. And she she always said that it was that there was, a like, a baby in a crib that was, like, her baby. But oh. some bad guy was coming in trying to steal oh. her baby. And, like, she had to, like, duke it out with this guy. She's like, go the frick away! And, like, screaming at him. And that's why when she was sleeping, she was screaming. (laughs) Really creepy. Really creepy. Uh, Well, and I can see why that would be, why that maybe would happen more when she's traveling with her baby, Mm -hmm. her youngest child. Because it's like, oh, I got to protect my daughter Mm -hmm. while we're out roughing it in the woods. Yeah. For real. So I can see why that would bring that up. Yeah. So, but anyway. No one worry about my mom. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we want to get into some of the theories of dreams. Hit me. So starting with, of course, Freud. 
Uh, oh, good old Freud. <laughs> this one is not as uh, Freudian as Are you dreaming most. about your mom? Because you love your mom. <laughs> no, nothing quite that crazy, but um, at least the surface level explanation. Basically, Freud's theory was that dreams reveal insight into hidden desires and emotions, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, like, I could see it. It's like your subconscious feelings about things, but sometimes they are way off base. Yeah, true. So, hit or miss. Um, there was another philosopher who believed that dreams were messages to the dreamer, um, kind of like omens, um, but things that could help uncover, resolve emotional or religious problems or fears. That's creepy and I don't like it. <laughs> um, but it could be things like reoccurring dreams um, that show up repeatedly or like basically demands for your attention. Um, things mm. like... <laughs> Uh, I mean, sorry. We've talked about what? this multiple times, how I have reoccurring dreams and oh, yeah. you don't. <laughs> Not, yeah. But when I was little, I had a couple, but, like, nothing that, like, stuck with me. But the reason that I laugh is because my reoccurring dream as a kid was, I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo, okay? <laughs> and my reoccurring dream was me running through a corn maze that had all these trap doors and I never liked Batman because I would watch, like, my dad liked the Batman movies, so he'd watch those. But I was like, how could a good guy seem so bad and evil and mm-hmm. dark and had a, have a scary voice? Yeah. So I was always afraid of Batman, thought he was a bad guy. And Batman would chase me through this corn maze and Scooby-Doo and Shaggy would try to help me go through trap doors to get away from <laughs> Batman. Good old Shaggy. But I kid you not, I still remember that dream because I had it all the time. And so I just had to laugh because... I think about having an omen or having that mean anything. And I just think it's kind of funny because it's kind of stupid. So I had one reoccurring dream and like, I'm pretty sure I know why. So the reoccurring dream, and I remember having it a couple times and I was really little. And in this dream, I was at like a parade, basically like a big crowd. And there were people dressed up like Indians and I don't remember... Like Native American Indians. Yes, correct. Yeah. Native American Indians. And so I don't remember what happened. Like, I don't think they, like, grabbed me and took me or anything. But, like, for whatever reason, it was, like, a scary dream for me as a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that the reason was because uh, in Peter Pan, the movie, there's a scene where <laughs> there's Native Americans and they're, like... It's been so long since I've seen it. But basically, like, I was so little that basically the way they were depicted kind of scared me as a mm-hmm. little kid. And so I think that's why it was just, like, from Peter Pan. Hmm. But, like, something so subtle. And so I had that dream a couple times. And it was, like, when you're so little, you have a dream and you go crawl in bed with mom and dad. Yeah. But, like, that was the main one I remember having a few hmm. times as a kid. Weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not it's weird. Racist. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Noted. <laughs> uh, it's weird that, like, that's what would take up your brain space as a kid. But when you're, like, five. Like, yeah. probably not even five. Like, three or four. And you watch a show and, like... <sighs> Anything can bleed into your brain. Anything. Especially when you're a little sponge baby. True. <laughs> so, I, know, I'm, I think You gotta I be a, careful. I think I had a couple other recurring dreams, but that's the one that I actually remember the details of for yeah. some reason. Um, but another thing, and I've talked about this with Dakota, but basically, and I can't even really explain it, but I know we've talked, he and I have talked about it because we basically have figured out we both have this, but it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it other than to say it's the sensation of you're in your dreams and either 
you're getting really big and then really small or everything else is getting really big and then really small over and over and over. And it's just like this weird trippy thing that happens and I don't know how else to explain it. And it's like there's like colors associated with it, but like not specific ones. And it's just like this weird thing that happens Mm -hmm. and not very often. And I know Dakota has told me he's had the same thing and I never like... It's one of those things where I never realized someone else could have that very specific weird sensation. Yeah. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder what your brain's doing to process all those things. It does. Well, and I'm the kind of person that I regularly dream of work. Not in a bad way. Like, it's not like I'm showing up without pants on or something (laughs) or, like, having nightmares. It's just, like, I dream of, like, my day-to-day activities. Mm -hmm. And usually they're just a little bit off. So... Like, it's pretty easy to wake up and be like, oh, that wasn't real. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, oh, that's my life. So that's what I dream about. Yeah. Um, But then looking at other types of basically beliefs about dreams is that they're seen as projections of, you know, parts of the self that, and this kind of goes along with the other one, but basically projections of things that are being ignored, rejected, or suppressed in your life. So kind of like something subconsciously bringing those things to your attention and making you think about them, Mm -hmm. which I can see why that would be believed or potentially true like if you're constantly like bottling things up they're gonna come out in some way or another it's weird the analogy that that instantly makes me think of is like it's kind of like poetry (laughs) (laughs) it's really a long shot for some people but the way i think of it is like living is to writing like a book or an Mm -hmm. essay as dreaming is to poetry because in poems you can be a lot more like abstract abstract and kind of just like have these concepts where you work through emotions and express visuals or emotions or experiences without saying directly like I was abused as a kid or whatever you could talk about like a flower wilting or something like that you know Mm -hmm. where Maybe your brain is just writing its own poetry in your dreams and helping you process things while being detached from reality to remind you that you're more than your physical being. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Jet's brain, everybody. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're making it deep. Just embrace your brain poem. Yep. Um, This one I actually liked quite a bit was that um, some people believe that dreams assist with memory formation, problem solving, or simply just... I mean, it also just random brand activity, Mm -hmm. but I like the idea that it's like a problem solving tactic that your brain's like working through problems for you while you're unconscious. Mm -hmm. But basically there's documentation that shows us that people have been trying to interpret dreams like as far back as we have like records. (laughs) So it's obviously not, which makes sense. You have that weird sensation. You want to understand it. So like people have been trying to analyze it and understand it and explain it and we don't have a solid explanation for what it means or why like we kind of have an idea why it happens but it's just like your brain's just kind of filling gaps and it's your imagination yep in so many ways and for some people it's bigger and crazier and there's more sleepwalking or paralysis Mm -hmm. or murder for example (laughs) There has been multiple cases throughout history where actual murderers have been released or acquitted of their prosecution by using the term 
the sleepwalking defense, which is seems a, like a stretch. It's a legal argument that a criminal defendant um, isn't capable of using um, just like common sense or just like reality mm-hmm. um, because they're sleeping. It's literally like saying, oh, he was sleepwalking. He didn't do it. For example, I got to I got to oh, no. got to tell you this story. Oh, geez. In 1997, Scott Filater, uh, a devout Mormon, stabbed his wife oh. 44 times <gasps> with a hunting knife. He then dragged her into a backyard pool and held her underwater. A Was na- she not dead yet? Who knows? A neighbor who witnessed the drowning called the police. Um, the murderer, who found no apparent motive tried to mount a sleepwalking defense. He said he had a history of sleepwalking, was sleep-deprived, and was unconscious at the time of the attack. He tried to conceal evidence, though, and police found the knife, the body, the clothes, the boots, and undergarments stuffed in a Tupperware container hidden in his car. Creepy. So, um, he was found guilty in that That's case. That's insane. And, but also, like, is there any way to prove whether or not you were sleepwalking at one time? Probably not. Well, how about this one? Uh-oh. <laughs> Kenneth Parks, a young Canadian man, was acquitted, acquitted, okay, in the 1987 murder of his mother-in-law after using the sleepwalking defense. On the night of the death, or murder, depending how you look at it, he arose from bed, drove 14 miles no. to the house of his in-laws. Yeah, probably not. With whom he said he's very close to. He strangled his father-in-law until he passed out, and then he bludgeoned his mother-in-law with a tire iron and stabbed them both with a kitchen knife. The woman died, his mother-in-law, and the man barely survived. Parks, the guy who committed the crime, arrived at the police station. Police said that he seemed confused about what had transpired, and they noted something odd. Parks appeared oblivious to the fact that he'd severed tendons in both of his hands during the attack. That obliviousness to the pain, along with other factors, including a strong family history of parosomnias, as we talked about, that's the same word as, um... Like the night terrors? Uh, no, sleep paralysis. Oh. So, remember how we talked about this, like, it's like one of your senses turns off to have sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. happen, so in this case, he's unconscious, but his body is moving. So, it's like... The inverse of the of the more yeah. popular one, which is like your body can't move, but you're conscious of it. I don't understand how you could get that far and well, not driving. Wake up. Yeah, well, not even that because like driving like is pretty mellow in and of itself. I don't know unless but it's a straight if you're strangling highway. someone, they're obviously fighting against you. Yeah, like it's gonna be loud. People are probably yelling and screaming and like hitting you and. How could you not wake up? Yeah, well. That seems insane to me. He was found not conscious, not responsible, and not guilty of the crime. So they just let him free? Yep. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder what this wife thought of all of that. That's bizarre. Yeah. It's super crazy. crazy. But that's how some people dream um, by murdering. But I think a lot of people, of course, have different opinions or reasons or sleep patterns and all the ways that we could lead ourselves to having the dreams that we do yeah i think mine are pretty bland and boring compared to some people but if you had to look at it large scale what why do you think people dream 
it's interesting like okay obviously i can only speak from my perspective in the dreams i have and all that but i would say i think it's kind of like you're finally calming down at least for me before i fall asleep i'm thinking about the day i just experienced and the day to come and so for me i think it's partly like that problem solving and planning aspect and I at least notice for myself, like, I tend to dream about things that are on my mind. So I think it is that your brain's trying to kind of, like, tie together those loose ends and make sure everything's good while also having kind of that imagination and mm. kind of letting those things run free a little bit. Mm-hmm. That would kind of be my assumption. Like, it's not super philosophical or- <laughs> It's valid. But yeah, I think it's like a mix of problem solving and like imagination. For it's just sure. like your brain is firing in a different way because nothing's really like reining it in. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. What about you? <laughs> Mine's more philosophical and deep. Well, similar to what I was talking about before with like the poetry thing, I do think it's, of course, there's many reasons you could have a dream based on sleep deprivation or as we talked about some people can lucid dream or deep dive in to their own dreams and control them but I think for most people's experience dreams are kind of a random state where they are probably continually happening in your REM sleep no matter what it's just how much of that you remember Um, but I think the reason that they or humans dream is to experience emotions without the societal judgments of expressing them Mm -hmm. or even the internal pressure of knowing you're having them yeah that makes sense because i think in today's world there's a very big stigma about any kind of emotion like i'm constantly judging myself for what i'm thinking yeah why are you sad why are you mad why Why would you be mean to that person in a moment of weakness? Why would you be so sad and pitiful? And, like, there's so much shame and stigma with having any type of emotion. And it's usually coming from yourself. But if it's not coming from yourself, it's coming from others. Or you're worrying that it's coming from others. Mm -hmm. And in a way, having dreams is your brain's way of freeing itself from all those societal ties or even your own consciousness Mm -hmm. or the bad stuff of the ego telling you that you know it's bad that you're feeling those emotions rather your brain is like well no one can judge me I need to process some crap so (laughs) no one can distract me from the fact that I need to work through some of these emotions or feelings or fears or whatever to where you know they can work through them and make whatever make whatever healthy connections they can Mm -hmm. inside your brain. I mean, I don't know how brain chemistry or um, anatomy works well enough to know what's happening during dreaming. Like, for example, one thing I do wonder, can you learn in your sleep? Hmm. Because I I think you can grow. I don't think you could, like, learn a new skill per se. Yeah, I could but see I that. But I could see why, you, like, that processing, like, you could mentally grow in some well, ways. Well, for example, let's say you had a dream every single night 
that you were running from a bad guy, Mm -hmm. but your brain knew it was having that same reoccurring dream. But every time you had the dream, you were getting just like a little bit further away. Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Is that what happens in Groundhog's Day? It's like the same thing on repeat and he's trying different things. He's not running from a bad guy though. My point was... Source code. (laughs) A very obscure movie. Oh, yeah. Nope. Don't know it. (laughs) But um, basically, if you're running and running every day, but you're getting a little bit further away, Mm -hmm. is that your brain learning that you can escape things you're afraid of? Yeah. And it's making those emotional connections to slowly teach you Mm -hmm. you can escape your fears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, it's kind of a poetic way of your brain using symbolism and obscure references or Mm -hmm. maybe very dramatic or random weird lizard people or something to tell Mm -hmm. you a message that you wouldn't be open to in your day-to-day life well and i would imagine dreams are so vastly different now than they were like a hundred years ago because of the technology and the media we consume now because even like i said earlier with um black and white dreaming that appears to be a pretty direct correlation with tv and that form of media so if you think of like all of the sci-fi and stuff like I've, oh, I've never had a flying dream i have I a question people, what have you ever had a dream where you're scrolling on your phone no neither have i That's i don't a weird believe thing to you think. what <laughs> are you serious yeah oh i thought you were <laughs> no i haven't but that's weird to think, though, because if you compare it to the yeah. screens we spend the most time that's with, true. we spend the most time with our phones. Yeah, that's true. You gotta wonder. But the thing about, like, being, like, watching a movie or something is you're immersing yourself in a story. You're kind of, like... Yeah, that's very in, true. In your mind, you're kind of, like, that character mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So that's the only difference I could think of. But, like, I mean, my dreams are pretty boring. Like, I'm never, like, sitting at my desk, but it's, like, talking with coworkers or, like, I don't know. I never have the – I never have, like, mundane work dreams. Like, it's either a stress dream or I'm not dreaming about work. I had a dream that I've been thinking about off and on for, like, two weeks probably because it was actually really good. (laughs) I – so I've been dreaming about work since I've had a job, like, as a teenager. Like, not in a bad way. Like, it's not stressful or anything. I just dream of being at work. And so, a couple weeks ago... You should get paid for that. (laughs) If only. (laughs) Um, A couple weeks ago, I had a dream that I walked into the old coffee shop that I used to work at, and my old manager and a couple other people that I used to work with were there, and they were like, oh my gosh, hi! And so, like, in this dream, I was, like, coming back and, like, just visiting after a really long time, and I was like, oh, I miss working in a coffee shop. Can I make my own coffee while I'm here? And they're like, Mm -hmm. sure, come on back! And so I, like, made my coffee, and so I was there, I was having fun, so I just stuck around and helped out, and I sat and talked to all these coworkers that I hadn't talked to in years, and, like, I'm pretty sure in my dream they said, like, oh, you can come in and, like, just make some coffee, whatever you want, and, like, <laughs> be a awesome. barista for a few hours. And, mm-hmm. like, I still think, oh, I wish that was real. That's because really I, nice. I want to be a barista for a few hours here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I even dream of jobs I don't have anymore. <laughs> so, there. So, you're a part-time dreamista. <laughs> yes. And a part-time It was a great dream. Person. Yeah. That's really cool. But yeah, I have very mundane dreams. Like, I walked in my old job and I talked to people. Yesterday, well, last night, I dreamed that I decided that my husband and I should get a third dog. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been on the equivalent of, like, the Craigslist here and 
found, or actually I went on because I would remembered seeing a post before about Australian Shepherd puppies for free. And we have an Australian Shepherd and he's perfect. And so I was like, okay, I'll get Eric another puppy. And so I reached out to the guy and there were two puppies this left. This in the dream. In my dream. All in my dream. Like literally none, no part of this was real except that I have a dog. Well, <laughs> two dogs. And so uh in my dream i reached out to the guy who's like oh yeah there's two left you can pick from these two and he sent me a picture and one was like a like beige colored dog like a blondish <laughs> dog like Boring. nothing special yeah and the other one was cheetah print <laughs> that's so cool and i was like well that one <laughs> I'll take i remember the like looking in my dream i was like looking skeptically at the picture like i don't know if that's real but like i want the cheetah print dog <laughs> and so i was gonna get my husband a dog and i told him that this morning he's like are you telling me we can get a third dog and i was like nope nope <laughs> we cannot <laughs> well so, who I knows dream of close to real life things yeah who knows why we have our <sighs> dreams but yeah. hopefully our listeners out there aren't having night terrors or sleep yeah, paralysis i hope not i've always wanted to do like a dream journal or something but mm-hmm. i've never been that dedicated and oh, I that creeps me out i also don't wake up with enough time to like sit and oh, yeah. think about my dream that too that too but so who knows But yeah, I think like if you're struggling with your dreams, that could be a good way to like reflect on them. Yeah. Especially like I would struggle a lot more if I had scary dreams or like regular nightmares and I don't thankfully, but I'm sure a lot of people do. So I hope our listeners don't struggle with that. But yeah, if you have wacky dreams, you can message them to us. Yes, please do send us your dreams. That would be super cool to read about everyone's dreams and what other people dream about besides my boring work dreams. So But anyway, as always, we are not experts. We are just fascinated. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to hear us again next week. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have information to add to this week's topic, please email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com. And if you have anything that you would like to send us in the mail, you can send it to friendsfascinated at P.O. Box 997 in Pullman, Washington, 99163. We can't wait to blow your mind with more curiosities next week. You've just listened to another episode of Friends Fascinated. Thanks for listening.